Welcome back to the Leadership Cheat Code, where we unlock the cheat code to effective leadership. My name is Brian Vaughn, and today we're going to dive deep into the core leadership competencies that are crucial for leading teams successfully. By understanding and developing these competencies, leaders can inspire their teams and achieve remarkable results. The first core competency is personal conduct. Leaders with strong personal conduct not only lead by example, but also foster an environment of trust and integrity within their teams. They consistently demonstrate this competency through these two key actions. First, leaders with strong personal conduct communicate openly and honestly with their team members. They create a safe space, a psychologically safe space for open dialogue, actively listening to other people's perspectives, and valuing their input. This approach builds trust and encourages collaboration, resulting in a more cohesive team. So here are some tips to help leaders strengthen their personal conduct and communicate openly and honestly with their team members. Number one is to be transparent about decision-making. Leaders should strive to be transparent about the decision-making process within the team or the organization. This means sharing the reasons behind major decisions, right? The why behind certain decisions are made outlining the factors that were considered, and explaining the expected outcomes. When team members understand why certain choices are made, they are more likely to trust the leader's judgment and feel included in the decision-making process. Transparency also helps to dispel rumors and to reduce anxiety among the team members. So you always, as a leader, want to make sure that you are handling rumors appropriately. These things can spread like wildfire, and we don't want rumors to kind of take away the uh, excitement from the team, the effectiveness of the team, the positivity of the team. So your job as a leader is to quickly dispel rumors and to reduce that anxiety that any of your team members may be may be feeling. This way, you as a leader can foster a positive and open communication environment. Number two is to embrace vulnerability and share experiences. Leaders can enhance openness by being vulnerable and sharing their own experiences, their challenges, and growth journeys. When leaders show vulnerability, it humanizes them and makes them more relatable to the team members. Sharing personal experiences, stories, both successes and failures can inspire others and create an environment where team members feel comfortable sharing their own stories and their ideas. This exchange of experiences not only builds trust, but it also cultivates empathy among the team, making them more understanding and supportive of each other. Number three is to implement feedback mechanisms. Leaders should actively seek feedback from team members and create a culture that values continuous improvement. Feedback mechanisms can come in many different forms. They could be one-on-one -on -one meetings. They could be an anonymous survey, a suggestion box, uh, or an open-door policy. By actively encouraging feedback and truly listening to what team members have to say, leaders demonstrate their commitment to fostering an open dialogue and their willingness to adapt and to grow. Additionally, acting on valuable feedback shows that leaders value their team's input and are dedicated to making positive change for the benefit of the entire group, not just the leader, but the entire group. Secondly, leaders with strong personal conduct make ethical decisions, even when they're faced with challenging situations. They prioritize doing what is right, even if it means making tough choices. By consistently displaying ethical behavior, leaders set a standard for the team members to follow, fostering a culture of integrity and accountability. So here are three things that leaders can do to demonstrate strong personal conduct 
and make ethical decisions in these challenging situations. Number one is to clarify core values and mission. A crucial aspect of ethical decision-making is having a clear understanding of your organizational core values and mission. Take the time to reflect on what the company stands for and the impact it aims to create. By aligning your decisions with these fundamental principles, you can ensure that ethical considerations remain at the forefront of your choices. Communicate these values regularly to your teams to enforce the importance of ethical behavior within the organization. Number two is to create an open dialogue. Encourage open and honest communication within your team or organization. When faced with challenging decisions, involve relevant stakeholders in the decision-making process. Seek diverse perspectives and opinions and be open to feedback and constructive criticism. This approach not only enhances the quality of decisions, but also promotes a culture where ethical concerns are addressed and respected. Number three is to lead by example. As a leader, your actions carry a significant weight and influence on your team members. Demonstrating consistent ethical behavior and making tough choices based on principles send a powerful message to your team. Your actions, trust me, your actions will be closely observed. They are watching everything that you do, every action you take, every decision that you make, every communication that you communicate. They are watching everything. So all of your actions are being closely observed and the team members are more likely to emulate the ethical standards that you set and that you practice. So be transparent about the rationale behind your decisions, especially when ethics come into play to build trust and confidence amongst your team. Now let's move into our second competency, process improvement. Leaders who excel in process improvement focus on enhancing efficiency and effectiveness within their team. So let's explore how we as leaders demonstrate this competency. First, leaders skilled in process improvement regularly evaluate existing processes to identify any areas of improvement. They encourage their team members to provide feedback and suggestions, fostering a culture of continuous improvement. So here are some tips that we as leaders can, can do to be skilled in this process improvement competency. Number one is to implement a feedback system with anonymity. Encouraging your team members to provide feedback is crucial for continuous improvement. However, however, we know that some employees might hesitate to share their honest opinions due to fear of repercussions or potential conflicts or retaliation. And so as a leader, you can create a feedback system that allows your teams to submit their suggestions and their comments anonymously. So this could be done through online surveys, your suggestion boxes, or even having a dedicated email set up that they can send information to. Anonymity can help uh, promote you know, a candid feedback environment, leading to valuable insight that might not have surfaced otherwise. Number two is to incorporate gamification into process improvement. So make the process of continuous improvement engaging by incorporating gamification elements. Create challenges and competitions uh, or rewards for team members who come up with innovative suggestions or suggest improvements that have a significant impact on the workflow. This approach not only motivates employees to actively participate in the process improvement process, but it also adds a fun element to uh, the environment, creating a positive and collaborative work, work environment. And that is what we want, something that's fun, engaging, positive, collaborative. And gamification is a great way to do that. And number three is to hold fail fast, learn fast sessions. So when exploring the new process improvement initiatives, encourage your teams to adopt a fail fast, learn fast mindset. So this involves piloting new ideas on a small scale to quickly test their effectiveness. If an approach doesn't yield the expected result, 
view it as an opportunity for learning rather than just failure. Organize regular team sessions to discuss these experiences openly. Extract valuable lessons from them and then apply those lessons to future improvement efforts. This mindset encourages risk-taking and helps the team to embrace change more readily. Secondly, leaders demonstrate this process improvement competency by implementing innovative solutions. They explore new technologies, new tools, and methodologies that can streamline work processes and workflows and increase productivity. So by embracing change and fostering a culture of innovation, leaders inspire their teams to adapt and improve constantly. So here are three tips for leaders to demonstrate their process improvement competency by implementing innovative solutions. Number one is to encourage experimentation and risk-taking. Leaders should create a safe and supportive environment that encourages their team members to experiment with new ideas and to take calculated risks. Employees need that space. They need the space to experiment and to take risk. And as leaders, we should provide that to them. So this can be done by promoting a culture where, where failure is seen as an opportunity for learning and growth rather than punishment, consequences, negative outcomes. When team members feel empowered to try new technologies and tools and methodologies without fear of retribution for any potential mistakes, they are more likely to come up with innovative solutions and push the boundaries of what's possible. And then number two is to foster cross-functional collaboration. Process improvement often requires a holistic approach that involves various departments and expertise. Leaders should actively promote collaboration and knowledge sharing among different teams. By bringing together individuals from different backgrounds and skill sets, leaders can facilitate the exchange of ideas and perspectives, leading to more innovative solutions. Things like regular meetings and brainstorming sessions and interdepartmental projects can be organized to foster this cross-functional collaboration. Number three is to recognize and reward innovation. Leaders should make a conscious effort to recognize and reward innovative ideas and successful process improvements. I mean, if your team members are coming up with great ideas, reward them for it. And they love that, right? They love being acknowledged for their contributions publicly or privately, depending on which they prefer, right? And and also providing the appropriate reward. It can be bonuses or promotions or special recognition. These things can go a long way in motivating other people to think creatively and to contribute to the process improvement initiatives. By tying in recognition and rewards to innovation, we as leaders can send a clear message about the importance of continuous improvement and encourage others to follow suit. So let's move on to our next competency, which is partnership approach. So first, leaders with a partnership approach actively seek input from their team members. They recognize that diverse perspectives lead to better decision-making and innovative ideas. By involving their team members in the decision-making process, Leaders make everyone feel valued and empowered, which of course is going to boost morale and productivity. So here are three things that you can do as a leader who can adopt this partnership approach by actively seeking input from your team. Number one is to create a culture of psychological safety. So to encourage team members to feel free to share their ideas and their perspectives, it's crucial that as a leader, you are fostering a culture of psychological safety. This means creating an environment where individuals feel comfortable expressing themselves without fear of ridicule or negative consequences, right? This is giving them the ability to, hey, I made a mistake. Hey, you know, I got things going on in my life. Hey, things are not working out the way that they should. And there is no ridicule. There's no negative consequence. Psychological safety is important. You as a leader can achieve this by really, really listening to your team, actively listening to your team. 
show empathy, and respond constructively to feedback and to suggestions. So when team members feel safe to speak up, which that is what a psychologically safe environment is designed to do, they are more likely to share valuable insights and to contribute to the decision-making process. Number two is to utilize diverse idea generation techniques. Leaders should encourage diverse idea generation techniques to tap into the wealth of perspectives within their team. Trust me, your team knows a lot. They have tons of experience, tons of knowledge. Tap into that wealth of perspective and knowledge within your team. One effective method to do this is to conduct brainstorming sessions where team members from various different backgrounds and roles can come together to share their thoughts and ideas openly. Uh, Additionally, you as a leader can implement reverse mentoring. So this is where you have junior members of your team share their ideas and insights with more senior colleagues, right? So it's that reverse mentoring. This allows you to help bridge the generational and experience gap. As a leader, this is critical. Reverse mentoring is a phenomenon that helps not only we as senior leaders grow, but also our junior leaders as well. This gives us the ability to be inclusive Uh, but it also generates a rich pool of ideas that can lead to innovative solutions. Number three is to recognize and reward input. So when team members contribute their ideas and suggestions, it is essential for leaders to acknowledge and appreciate their input. Recognizing and rewarding team members who actively participate in the decision-making process, it reinforces the message that their contributions are valued. This recognition can be in the form of public appreciation, career advancement opportunities if they are available, right? Not every time can you promote every person because of a great idea. There's only a certain amount of promotional positions that exist. But it is the idea that if one does exist and if they are a great fit for it, that you're going through that process with them. And of course, you could do non-monetary incentives like extra time off or flexible work arrangements People always love extra time off, flexible work arrangements, right? Hey, you can work at home. Hey, you can take the day off. Give them those types of rewards. Celebrate these contributions with the employees. This helps them to continuously provide this type of feedback and innovative ideas, and it really motivates others to actively participate in future discussions. Secondly, leaders with a partnership approach build strong relationships with their stakeholders. They foster partnerships based on mutual respect and trust, engaging stakeholders in meaningful conversations, uh, and aligning their goals with the team's objectives. This collaboration not only enhances the the quality of work, but also creates a a support network for the team, opening doors to new opportunities. And that is what we want. We want to be able to open doors to new opportunities so that the team sees that we are creating the supportive network for them. So here are some tips to help leaders with a partnership approach build strong relationship with key stakeholders. Number one is having a shared vision and purpose. A partnership approach is strengthened when leaders and stakeholders share a common vision and purpose. When you both of you are aligned in your purpose and in your vision and in your mission, that is a strengthened relationship between both parties. So as a leader, it is essential to clearly communicate the team's objectives and overarching goals and ensure they resonate with the stakeholders. When everyone understands and is passionate about the shared vision, they are more likely to be invested in the success of the project or the initiative. Regularly revisit and reinforce the shared vision to keep stakeholders engaged and motivated to contribute to its realization. And number two is transparency and information sharing. 
openly and transparently communicate information is vital. It is extremely vital to building trust and credibility with stakeholders. Leaders should be proactive in sharing relevant information and updates and any progress reports on a regular basis. Additionally, they should be receptive to feedback and concerns from stakeholders and to be able to address them properly. So when stakeholders feel they are kept informed and that their voices are heard uh, and they are receiving the right amount of information, they're more likely to actively participate and collaborate in the decision-making process. Number three is to value stakeholder contributions. Demonstrate genuine appreciation and recognition for the contributions of your stakeholders. Celebrate achievements and milestones together, acknowledging the valuable role that each stakeholder plays in the team's success. Furthermore, it is important to involve your stakeholders in recognizing each other's efforts. This allows you to create a positive and supportive environment. By valuing and appreciating their input, leaders can foster a sense of belonging and loyalty among those stakeholders, encouraging their continued engagement and commitment to the partnership. Now let's discuss the fourth competency, which is production results, All right? So leaders who excelled in production results focus on achieving goals and delivering high quality outcomes. So here are some things that you as a leader can do to demonstrate this competency. First, leaders with a focus on production results set clear expectations and communicate them effectively to their team members. They ensure that everyone understands the goals, the milestones, uh, the quality standards required to achieve success. Uh, by providing clear directions, leaders enable their teams to align their efforts toward a common objective. So here are three tips that you as a leader can implement so that you are focused on production results. Number one is empowerment through autonomy. Allow your team members to take ownership of their tasks and decisions. When leaders empower their team with autonomy, it fosters a sense of responsibility and accountability. And you have to have both of those. You have to have the responsibility and you have to have the accountability. And please make sure that when you're delegating tasks to your teams, that you're giving them both. Responsibility for the task and the accountability for that task and the ability to make decisions. So trust your team's expertise and judgment. Your team, once again, comes with valuable knowledge and experiences. Use those. Trust their expertise. Trust their judgment. Don't micromanage, right? Don't get in their way. Don't micromanage their every move. Instead, provide them with necessary resources, support, and guidance. And then take the time to lead. Get out of their way and lead them, but don't micromanage. This autonomy can lead to increased motivation, uh, creativity, and efficiency so that those team members feel empowered to make decisions and to drive results. Number two is to regularly monitor progress and provide feedback. Keep a close eye on the progress of the production process and the achievement of those milestones. Schedule regular check-ins or status updates to monitor how things are progressing. When you notice significant achievements or room for improvement, provide timely feedback to your team members. Make sure that you acknowledge their successes and to offer constructive feedback to address any challenges or shortcomings. A feedback loop ensures that your team stays on track and can make necessary adjustments to improve productivity and performance. Number three is to foster a culture of continuous improvement. Encourage a culture where learning and improvement are valued and are seen as a commitment that you as a leader are making to the growth and development of that team. Celebrate their successes, but also promote an attitude of continuous learning and growth, right? You need to get better every single time, every single day, right? There's continuous improvement. 
it never stops. That's why it's, why it's continuous, because that continuous improvement, whether it's improvement or learning and growth, whatever it may be, it never stops. So encourage your team members to share their ideas, suggestions, and best practices openly. Implement processes for capturing lessons learned after projects are completed. Uh, that is incredibly important. Every time you complete a project, you should go through that lessons learned process. What did you do well? What could you improve on? And what could you implement to get better over and over and over and over again? Right? Lessons learned or after action reviews is what we call them in the military. But those are absolutely needed when projects are completed. And then you can use those insights to enhance future projects. A culture of continuous improvement drives innovation, efficiency, quality, uh, resulting in better production outcomes over time. Secondly, leaders with a focus on production results recognize and reward exceptional performance. They celebrate both individual and team achievements, acknowledging the, the hard work and dedication put into reaching those goals. So by recognizing outstanding efforts, we as leaders motivate our teams. We boost morale and we encourage a culture of excellence. So here are three tips for leaders with a focus on production results to recognize and reward exceptional performance. Number one, personalize recognition and rewards. Tailor your recognition and rewards to each team member's preference and aspirations. Take the time to understand what truly motivates them individually, right? What are their tangible motivational factors? What are their intangible motivational factors? We all have them. As leaders, we need to tap into those. We need to recognize them and reward accordingly. Sometimes we as leaders give rewards that the team is like, mm, I don't know if that's really a reward that I would like. Thanks so much, but that really doesn't motivate me. So find what motivates your team members. Some may appreciate public recognition, while others may want private acknowledgement. I am that way. I am a private acknowledgement person. You may not think it, but I would like to be rewarded privately versus in front of tons of other people. Give me my due diligence behind closed doors. That's how I prefer it. You need to determine how your people like it. So additionally, consider offering rewards that align with their interests. It could be things like professional development opportunities, uh, extra paid time off, or even non-monetary rewards like it could be a special parking spot. Now, in this day and age where we're working from home, you may not have the ability to give them a special parking spot. Uh, but if you did, that'd be a great thing. Or you can give them a trophy, right? That's a great way. Here's your personalized trophy of excellence. And then that is something that they can display on their work at home desk environment. Personalized recognition and rewards show that you as a leader genuinely value and that you understand the team members. This helps to enhance their sense of connection and loyalty to the organization. Number two is to cultivate a culture of celebration. Encourage a culture of celebration within your team or organization. Besides celebrating things like your major milestones and achievements, encourage acknowledgement of small wins and progress toward goals. This could involve weekly or monthly team meetings where accomplishments are recognized or setting up a dedicated communication channel where team members can share their successes and be praised by their peers, right? So it could be like an acknowledgement bowl that you have in your meetings where people write out certain acknowledgements, put them in the bowl, and then they read them out loud in the team meetings. Those are great ways to share your appreciation uh, for others. So by fostering a culture of celebration, 
It not only boosts morale, but it also promotes a positive and supportive work environment where team members absolutely feel appreciated and encouraged to excel. And then number three is to provide opportunities for advancement. Recognizing exceptional performance goes beyond just offering praise and reward. It should also include opportunities for growth and advancement. So identifying high-performing individuals within your team and provide them with challenges and opportunities to take on more responsibility or lead important projects. Providing career advancement paths and promoting from within the organization not only motivates top performers to continue excelling, but it also sends a clear message that hard work and exceptional performance are recognized and rewarded with career progression. Now, let's explore our fifth competency, which is decision making. Leaders who possess strong decision making skills are adept at making effective choices that drive their team towards success, that drive their teams forward. So here's how this competency is demonstrated. First, as a leader who has a strong decision-making skill, we take the time to gather and analyze relevant information before we make a decision. These types of leaders actively seek input from their team members, uh, from SMEs, uh, other stakeholders to gather diverse perspectives. So by considering different viewpoints, leaders can make informed decisions that take into account the team's collective knowledge and expertise. So here are three tips for leaders to enhance their decision-making skills. Number one is to encourage constructive dissent. Leaders should foster an environment where team members feel comfortable expressing diverse viewpoints and constructive dissent. Encouraging open discussions, debates, and even healthy disagreements can lead the team to better decision-making. When team members feel free to share their opinions without fear of retribution, it allows the leaders to access a, a wider range of perspectives, identifying potential blind spots, and uncovering innovative solutions and ideas. So by actively welcoming constructive dissent, leaders can create a culture that values critical thinking and continuous improvement. And number two is to use decision-making frameworks. Implementing decision-making frameworks can help leaders structure their thought processes and ensure they consider all relevant factors before arriving at a conclusion. One such framework is the pros and cons approach. Of course, this is where we as leaders are listing out all of the advantages and disadvantages for each potential solution. Another popular method that you can use is the SWOT analysis, which involves identifying and assessing the internal strengths and weaknesses and the external opportunities and threats associated with each different option. So by applying these types of frameworks, uh, we as leaders can systematically evaluate information. We can weigh the potential outcomes, of course, the pros and cons of each. Uh, and we can arrive at a well, well-informed decision because we've gone through the process of really analyzing and evaluating all the relevant data, information, different perspectives to come to the right type of decision. And then number three is to embrace diversity and inclusion. Diverse teams bring a wealth of perspectives and experiences and ideas to the table, which of course can significantly enrich the decision-making process. Leaders should actively seek to build diverse and inclusive teams that represent various backgrounds and cultures, uh, genders, expertise, uh, knowledge bases. So when we as leaders embrace diversity, uh, we open doors to a broader range of insight and innovative ideas that may not have been there before. Additionally, inclusive leadership generates an environment where all team members feel valued and empowered to contribute which ultimately leads to more effective decision-making. And secondly, leaders with strong decision-making skills are decisive and timely. 
right? They understand that indecision can lead to missed opportunities or delays. So by, by making timely decisions, leaders demonstrate their confidence and provide their team members with clear direction, minimizing uncertainty, and allowing everyone to move forward efficiently. So here are three tips on developing a strong decision-making skill for leaders. Number one is to embrace the 80% rule. So leaders often face complex and time-sensitive decisions that require careful consideration, right? We all face it in our day-to-day life as a leader within our organizational structure, leading our team. We know the pressure that can come with making the right type of decision. So one effective approach is the 80% rule. So this rule suggests that when you have gathered enough information uh, to make an informed decision and you're reasonably confident in your choice, act on it without waiting for absolute certainty. A lot of leaders like to wait until they have 100% certainty. I got to wait until everything's super clear. Everything's 100%. But 100% certainty can lead to missed opportunities and delays. While 80% uh, level of confidence really allows for agility and adaptability. So don't always wait until you have 100%. Act on it and build on as you as you go. Of course, now, this doesn't mean that you're going to be making reckless decisions, but rather understanding that perfect information may never be attainable. And sometimes it's better to move forward with a good enough decision rather than just being paralyzed by overanalysis, right? Analysis paralysis. And then number two is to embrace a growth mindset and learn from your failures. Leaders with strong decision-making skills recognize that mistakes are part of the learning process. They're going to happen. Mistakes are inevitable. But these types of leaders embrace a growth mindset and view failures as opportunities to learn and improve rather than sources of discouragement. Encouraging a culture that views failures as valuable experiences can foster innovation and risk-taking within your team. Learning from failure enables leaders to refine their decision-making approach and can also make, help you as leaders make better choices in the future. And number three is to learn from past decisions. We all have made decisions in our lives, whether they have been good decisions or bad decisions. And from every decision, we have the ability to grow as a leader. It is essential for us to learn from successful and unsuccessful decisions. So after implementing a decision, take time to conduct a post-mortem analysis, right? An after-action review, a lessons learned. What did you get from it, right? Identify, analyze the outcomes, the the factors that contributed to the success or failure. Uh, And overall, what did you learn from it? This self-reflection helps you as a leader to identify any types of patterns uh, and to understand what works and what doesn't in your decision-making process. Encourage feedback from team members and stakeholders as well because they have perspectives, they can give you valuable insight. So by continuously learning from your past decisions, you as a leader are going to improve your decision-making capabilities and make better choices in the future. Next up, we have change management. Leaders who excel in managing change effectively, navigating and adapting to organizational change effectively, they are in a category of leadership excellence. Because the way that you can be adaptable and manage change sets you apart as a leader, as someone who is flexible and adaptable. So let's talk about what skills you need. First, leaders skilled in change management communicate openly and transparently during times of change. They provide their team members with the necessary information, addressing concerns, and encouraging uh, questions along the way. So by keeping their team informed and engaged, leaders minimize resistance uh, to change, which 
if you're not effective when it comes to communicating change, there's going to be resistance. But the more effective you are at communicating change, the less resistance there will be. And what happens is that it allows you to create a sense of shared purpose during this change process. So here are some tips for you as a leader to learn this skill so that you can be effective in the change management process to ensure that you are communicating openly and transparently during times of change. Number one is to create a multi-channel communication strategy. Multi-channel. Multi means what? Various. A bunch, right? Multi-channel communication strategy. So utilize various communication channels to reach different types of team members effectively. While some team members may prefer face-to-face interactions, others might respond better to a written communication or to a virtual meeting. A multi-channel approach ensures that important messages that you want to communicate, that they're not overlooked, and that team members feel adequate information is being included in this change process, that they're getting what they need in the way that they need to get it to make sense of the information so that they could grab onto the change and be a part of it. Number two is to acknowledge and address emotions. Change can evoke a range of emotions within our team members. Oh man, when change sets in, people can be fearful, there can be uncertainty, there can be resistance to the change. Effective leaders acknowledge these emotions and create a safe space. Once again, we're going to go back to creating a psychologically safe space that allows you and your team members to express themselves openly, freely, and allows for the validation of those emotions and those feelings. This way, you as a leader can continuously build trust and to demonstrate empathy, making it easier for team members to embrace the change with a more positive outlook. Number three is to set clear expectations and goals. So during the period of change, it is going to be crucial for you as a leader to provide clarity about the expected outcomes and the individual's roles in achieving those goals. Leaders should communicate how the change aligns with the organizational's vision and the organization's mission and how it's going to benefit both the companies and the employees, right? They need to have a clear understanding, a clear understanding of the expectations and the goals is going to help the team members understand the purpose of the change and their part in making it a success, which of course can lead to fostering a sense of shared purpose and commitment amongst the team. Secondly, leaders skilled in change management lead by example and embrace change themselves. They need to see that you are embracing the change. They need to see that you have a positive attitude, that you are adaptable, and that you are resilient through this process. Of course, that's going to be inspiration to them. They are going to embrace the change because they see you as a leader embracing the change. By you modeling the desired behavior, the leaders can facilitate a smoother transition and foster a culture that embraces the continuous improvement. So here are three tips that you as a leader can do to be more skilled in the change management process so that you're able to lead by example and embrace the change yourself. Number one is transparent communication. Effective leaders prioritize transparent communication throughout the change process. They openly discuss the reasons behind the change, its potential impact on the organization, its potential impact on the team, and the expected benefits that can be expected once that change is implemented. So by sharing relevant information and being honest about the challenges, you as a leader build trust and create a sense of ownership among the team members. Transparency helps team members understand the bigger picture. This allows you as a leader to reduce the resistance to change 
and it gives you the ability to encourage your team to actively participate in this change transformation. Number two is personal growth and learning. Change-savvy leaders continuously invest in their personal growth and development. They consistently seek opportunities to acquire new skills, uh, new knowledge, and perspectives to stay ahead of the curve. By demonstrating a commitment to learning and embracing change in their own lives, they set a powerful example for their teams. This practice not only helps equips leaders to handle change better, but it also encourages their teams to adapt a growth mindset and to embrace the change as a means of self-improvement. And number three is to celebrate small wins. Leading by example in change management involves celebrating small wins and milestones achieved during this process, right? During this change transformation journey. Recognizing and appreciating the efforts of individuals and teams, even for incremental progress, even for incremental boost, right? Helps you as a leader to boost their morale and to motivate others to stay engaged in the change process. If you wait until you cha- the change is implemented and then that's when you start to celebrate, that's when you start to recognize they're going to lose their momentum through that process. So you should always, always be celebrating incremental progress. It is a positive reinforcement. This positive reinforcement encourages that continuous culture of improvement. And it continuously displays resilience, which allows you to, as a leader, to foster an environment where challenges are seen as opportunities uh, for growth rather than obstacles to avoid. Because if you don't embrace it in that perspective, your team members are going to go, oh, change is bad. We should stay away from change. We should avoid change like the plague. And change can be good because growth happens in change. Learning happens in change. Finally, let's discuss our last competency, right, which is critical thinking. Leaders with strong critical thinking skills excel at analyzing complex situations and making sound decisions. So let's see how this works. Let's see how this demonstration is in action. First, leaders with strong critical thinking skills approach problems and challenges with an analytical mindset. They break down complex issues into manageable parts, asking probing questions, and gather relevant data. So by encouraging their team members to think critically, leaders foster a culture of problem solving and innovation. So here are three tips for leaders to develop and promote strong critical thinking skills in themselves and in their teams. Number one is to embrace diverse perspectives. Encourage your team members to bring their unique perspectives and ideas to the table. So when you're facing a problem or a challenging situation, take time to facilitate open discussions with your team members so that they can freely express their viewpoints without fear of judgment. Embracing diverse perspectives allows for a more comprehensive understanding of the issues at hand, and it fosters an environment where innovative solutions can emerge. And so as a leader, actively seeking out opinions from team members with different backgrounds and experiences and expertise to gain valuable insight that might have been overlooked otherwise. Number two is to use what-if situations, right? We all know Murphy's Law thing, right? So use what-if situations so that you don't have to say, well, if only we did. The ability for you as a leader to engage your team in these type of hypothetical scenarios helps to encourage creativity and critical thinking. Present them with alternative possibilities and ask them to analyze potential outcomes and implications. This type of exercise helps team members to expand their thinking beyond just the obvious types of solutions or uh, things that they've done in the past and really consider the consequences of different actions. 
It also promotes a culture of curiosity and experimentation where ideas are explored and risks are evaluated before any type of decision is, is implemented or made. And number three is to implement regular debates and discussion reviews. So organize structured debates or discussion reviews within the team. Divide the team into groups representing different viewpoints and have them present arguments for and also against a particular course of action. This type of exercise enhances critical thinking by requiring team members to thoroughly research and understand the merits and drawbacks behind various types of options. Encourage respect and constructive debates, right? We should. We should go through this type of process, playing devil advocates at time, because it really helps us to get to concrete, innovative type of solutions, ideas that we probably have never thought of before. So go through this process, encourage them to be respectful and to provide these constructive debates because it helps the teams to really focus on the merit of the ideas presented rather than just personal opinions. So by conducting these types of regular debates, leaders can create an environment that values rigorous analysis and thoughtful evaluation, leading to better informed decisions. And then secondly, leaders with strong critical thinking skills uh, evaluate multiple options and consider potential consequences before making decisions, right? So it's not just, here's a decision, this is the one we're going to go with. Now we're going to look at multiple things. We're going to weigh the pros and cons. We're going to evaluate risk, and we're going to anticipate uh, potential roadblocks that and barriers that can come up. By making well-informed decisions, leaders minimize risk, increasing the likelihood of success, and also at the same time, inspiring their team members to approach problem solving with a comprehensive perspective. So here are three unique tips to enhance critical thinking skills for making well-informed decisions. Number one is scenario analysis. Encourage leaders to employ scenario analysis when evaluating multiple options. This type of technique involves uh, creating different hypothetical scenarios based on different uh, decision outcomes. By exploring various what-if situations, right, like we talked about previously, you as a leader can get a better understanding of the potential consequences of each option, and it also allows you to prepare contingency plans. This process helps to minimize the element of surprise and allows you as a leader to make a more proactive and informed decision. And then number two is to utilize red teams, red team and blue teams, right? We've heard of this concept before. Uh, where you have red team is uh, where the leaders appoint a separate group known as the red team to critically evaluate uh, the proposed decisions or plans. And so the red team's sole role is to be devil's advocate, right? To shoot holes into the plans, to identify any weaknesses, to challenge any assumptions, to provide alternatives. Their role is to be devil's advocate. But this is great because this allows you to solicit feedback from uh, independent groups from the red team, for the blue team. It allows you to get valuable insights that may have been overlooked, may have never come to the surface, leading to stronger decision-making, of course, and risk assessment. And number three is keeping a decision journal. As a leader, you should be writing down your thoughts, your ideas, based upon the decisions that you have made. So whenever you as a leader are making a significant decision, you should be writing down the thought processes, the considerations, and the rationales behind your decisions. Over time, this practice is going to allow you to review your past decisions, to learn from successes and failures, and to identify patterns in your decision-making. This introspection fosters continuous improvement and a deeper understanding of how your critical thinking process influences 
these outcomes. And there you have it, right? These core leadership, these leadership competencies right here, personal conduct, process improvement, partnership approach, production results, decision-making, change management, and critical thinking are essential for leaders looking to maximize your team's potential. By actively demonstrating these competencies, you as a leader can lead with integrity, fostering continuous improvement, promoting collaboration, driving results, and making effective decisions. This also allows you to manage change effectively and to solve complex problems. Remember, the journey to becoming an exceptional leader is a lifelong process. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, to unlock your leadership effectiveness, you must master the cheat code. See you next time.